All right. Well, welcome to the Puck Dynasty Fantasy Football League podcast. Uh, week two in review. I am uh, Cameron or Hammer, uh, the Plucky Ducks manager, and I have Nine. with me Steez. Cobra Kyler. Cobra Kyler. Um, we're going to review uh, this week's matchups. Uh, just finished up yesterday. Um, and, you know, go through each one, see what looked good for each team, maybe what looked bad for each team. And, uh, yeah, I guess just uh, figure out figure out how things are going. Um, see how we did. Yeah. Steez, how are you uh, – how are you doing? How, how, how's your day going? I'm doing all right. Just trying to take in that crazy weekend of football. Everybody kind of scored a little less than was projected. So I think everybody was kind of holding their breath, seeing how everything was going to play out. Yeah. I, I was noticing, I looked at last week's final results. Um, and everything was so much higher scoring. Like every single matchup, you had people in the 160s, the 170s. Uh, you had Travis with over 200 points. Um, that was crazy. Yeah. Travis, welcome to the public league. You made yourself known. Yeah. So I'm guessing, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's just something a matter of you had offenses being fresh and ready for week one. And defense is just not quite there. I mean, you know, they always kind of say defense takes a little bit to get going. So um looks like they, they got going this week. But, uh, but yeah. So if we had a lot of scoring last week, I think our first matchup is going to show we had not quite as much scoring going this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll go, we'll go into the first matchup. Uh, and so that is actually my matchup uh, against Smill, the Plucky Ducks first Smill a new dynasty. Um, and I, I won that matchup. I'm one and one on the season. Smill is also one and one. Uh, I won with a score of 132, which is the 10th highest. Uh, yeah, you know, sometimes the schedule screws you. And sometimes you score the third lowest and you get the dub. Yeah. So congrats. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the schedule screwing you uh, <laughs> with, with another matchup uh, later on, but yeah. Um, so really how'd you do it, Hammer? You know? Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I think, so I, I was looking, uh, I think how you could kind of describe mine is I had, I had no busts. Okay. Like the, there, there were no busts really in mine. Um, but there were underperforming stars. Okay. So like, I mean, my lowest starter, like position player, Jonathan Taylor got me 5.8, um, which that's not, I mean, that's not amazing, but that's not like absolutely terrible. It's um, not going to kill you. Exactly. And then with that, you kind of peppered in, you know, Taylor Heineke with a decent outing, Julio Jones with a decent outing, um, Mike Williams, in my opinion, the steal of my draft, uh, who's just been scoring points. Um, but yeah, it just, uh, 
nothing nothing went wrong for me which was enough <laughs> uh enough to win um yeah, hopefully just taking a taking a quick look at your team the first thing you notice is taylor heineke sitting there in the quarterback spot when last week you had matt ryan so you went with the bold choice of going taylor on thursday night football and it paid off he outscored matt ryan 26 22 yeah you know fortune favors the bold um and that was you know you never know with those thursday games they're always really weird so uh, we've had some really good primetime football so far in the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, what is it this weekend or this Thursday? It's the Panthers, I think. And the right. Texans. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe rev up your Sam Darnold's and your Davis Mills. David oh, Mills. Yeah. Whatever his name is. Um, I could not tell you. But yeah. And then another thing I did want to, I guess, pepper in for my team is the uh I'm, I'm pretty excited for my bench um just that i got zach moss who is like i mean granted the the bills won 35 to 0 um so take it with a grain of salt but like he was active and like doing some good things tony pollard and rondale moore both Yeesh. just springing out with 24 almost 25 points each i mean That'll that'll definitely play. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty excited, I guess, to see where this team kind of develops. I'm hoping that we'll just gain momentum. But uh, curious, uh, what were your thoughts with with Smills' team, Smills' performance? Well, the thing that jumps out is he was riding that MVP Week One wave, which saw Jameis Winston thrown five touchdowns last week one of them to Deontay Harris. So he picked those guys up and started them both. And it did not go so hot this week. Yeah. Now, to his credit, he did choose the better of the two quarterbacks he had to work with between Jameis and Dak Prescott. By one point, Dak lost out to Winston. But, you know, the Saints just didn't have it this week. Yeah, I think... When I, when I look at, at his team as a whole, like he got these power starters, you know, like all of his wide receivers just like bang up and down. Um, and then Nick Chubb, you know, with a nice solid performance, but like his flex, you know, like you got, you got two players under two points in the flex. That's never going to do it. I feel for it a little bit because Josh Jacobs was a late scratch and yeah. last week he was, productive it's mm-hmm. 16.5 in week one so if you even get a fraction of that you're looking okay in the flex but yeah having to scratch jacobs and put in an emergency starter that's never going to be a fun thing yeah and jerry judy who's now on ir for a couple weeks um and i mean not looking amazing for him to come back soon um with a high ankle sprain so but in his absence, it does boost Cortland Sutton, who soared true. to wide receiver seven this week. So congrats, Mill. You have probably a fantasy stud in Cortland Sutton for a while. Yeah. And I also want to shout out Smill. He's the only one in our league with two active kickers on the roster. <laughs> and he managed to pick the one that scored less to start. So I don't know what that says here, buddy, but maybe just 
maybe just drop the other one. I don't know. Hey, I'm just going to take the chance uh, this time and say that kickers should be removed from this league. Um, yeah, Boo. I just, I just want to put that out there again. So now we're keeping them. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So we'll move on to our next matchup. Uh, and that was uh, Corbin versus uh, Drum. So the Big Blue Wrecking Crew versus Matthews Marvelous, and the team name is too long. Team. Okay. Matthews Marvelous team. And that oh. was definitely not already pre put in there when he signed up for this league yeah that wasn't that wasn't a generated name definitely just his uh creation but uh drum did pull out the win uh with a 162 in the tightest matchup of the week yeah 162 to 154 um and so drum sitting there nicely at two and oh second uh overall with his points for Corbin, on the other hand, 0-2, a rough start for the Big Blue Wrecking Crew. Um, is there is there one of these teams you, you're feeling a little inspired to talk about? You know, Drum was down eight going into Monday Night Football with just TJ Hawkinson to play. And TJ pulled it out big time and delivered the W. So I think the Matt's he's got to be feeling really good about this one. And for Corb seeing your team up and then lose it on the last game of the week, that's got to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to Corb about, about their matchup um, saying that I didn't, I didn't think that there was a way he could really, I don't know. At the time it didn't look like he could really lose. Um, this was like, I think right before the afternoon games though on Sunday. And so um but yeah, TJ Hawkinson, he, I mean, for the, for the Lions foibles, he is looking like he's going to like, he's really making that leap this year. Um, and he's just going to be above stud. Kittle. I mean, you know, Goff does like the tight end. Um, you know, Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett and all those Rams tight ends, they always like saw targets. Now it's all just being focused into one. Um, so I have a feeling that he, I mean, I don't know, like Kelsey, Waller, Hawk, and then Kittle maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, well, you take a look at Matt's team. Started off Thursday night football and got a big 25 spot from scary Terry McLaurin and he has Tom Brady go off for the number two quarterback of the season. Mm. And what I notice also, he has two bills safeties on his team and he managed to pick the wrong one. <laughs> Still doing okay. But uh, yeah, he, I did notice a lot of defensive players on drums team. A lot of good defensive players, but a lot of defensive players. Interesting uh, strategy. But, I mean, clearly it's working. He's 2-0. and So, um, but yeah, I feel like, I feel like a big swing, you know, when you look at him. And it's, it's not huge, but it, you know, what made the difference is, you know, you look at their, their running backs. And, I mean, I'll just, I'll kind of use this as a segue into talking about Corb. You know, Elliot and Mixon put up 
respectable numbers. Um, mix or Elliot putting up the 16. Um, I think after last week, you see 16 points out to Zeke, you're breathing a heavy sigh of relief. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what kind of happens with Pollard. That's a little, you know, who, who knows what might happen there. Pollard's looking a little, little young and fresh. Um, but let's compare that. Let's look over uh, at Corbin. And you see up and down the team looks amazing. Except Alvin Kamara with an uncharacteristic five points on the week. You hate to see it. I mean, like, how? How? He just, it's Kamara. I don't understand how he gets, I mean, 25 receiving yards, five rushing yards. Like, I don't even, that doesn't make sense. I didn't watch this game, so I can't, I don't know. I can't make heads or tails of, like, did they just not? I mean, the Panthers for real? Oh, gosh. I mean, I sure hope not. I would like the the Buccaneers reign of terror to last longer than one year. Um, But, yeah. um, I think with Corb, you know, you have, you kept it close. You got to be happy about that. Um, you know, you got the underperforming Kamara, which I think is just such a big uh, weight on the entire performance of the team. Um, nice to see Cup with the explosion. Um, Jeez. I'm really interested with what's going on with the with the Rams receivers. He's uh, going to go off this year. Yeah, I mean, Robert Woods not really getting that much this week. Uh, if Cup is the number one there, that is huge. I mean, he sure Stafford, seems to be. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's. I was trying to look. Um, let me let me just take a look at last week. See, see what happened with Corb's team. So Corb's last week, you know, we're seeing a one forty-seven to a one sixty-six. So um, good performances out of Corb. Uh, that actually, I mean, I did want to bring up, I thought this was really uh, interesting and sad at the same time. Um, so the, the rankings for our, for our league, they go by, uh, you know, win percentage and then by points for. Right. And so up to fifth place, um, it all makes sense. But then if you look at all of the people that are 0-2 right now, would actually slot in right after fifth place in terms of points for, and no. then they would go six, seven, eight, and then everybody else who's currently six, seven, eight, and ninth should technically slide down to be based after on points for based on points for, which I think is just a heartbreak. Um, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. You'd like to think that later on in the season uh, things will balance out. You know, if you're performing well. I mean, you'll, you got to get wins. That's just kind of, I mean, that's my mentality. 154 points in this matchup. Like that, that's usually going to win you the week. And it would have won in the week against a lot of other teams this week. Yeah. But man, you look at Josh Allen, they put up 35 and he only has 20 points to show for it. Yeah. That hurts a little bit. Yeah. But he got nice weeks out of his 
free agent pickups. You got Zach Pascal and Tim Patrick. They checked in for some big numbers. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at his bench, and Corb's got to be kicking himself. Henry Ruggs, 24 points on the bench. Man, I don't know how. I mean, I see that. I think that's awesome. I think Henry Ruggs played really well. I saw some of his plays. Um, but how would you play him over anybody else? Yeah, I mean, luckily we have two flex spots, so you could hopefully throw him into there maybe if you want to play him over like a Zach Pascal. But outside of that, yeah. I mean, especially with Wentz going down with a double ankle injury. He sprained both ankles. As one does. <laughs> yeah. So I think he did the moves. You know, when you're supposed to break the other person's ankles, but he, he broke his own. So um, anyway, looking forward, you know, Corb going to bounce back next week, I'm sure. Um, who, who's he Who's he going against next week? He's got Smill. Ooh, that'll be interesting. I, I look forward to that. Meanwhile, so. Drum has the matchup of week three, number two Drum versus number one Travis. That is going to be great. Very interesting to look at these projections, all sitting right around that 160s mark. Um, I think after this week, I do not trust that whatsoever. So, right. But anyway, all right. Moving on to our next matchup. Uh, let's let's talk about yours. Let's Ooh. talk about your matchup. I think okay. that'd be good. Uh, we got we had uh, Steez, uh, Cobra Kyler going against scoots with scott's champion team another mm. brilliant masterwork of creativity um Straight you pulled out the scoot's win brain <laughs> you pulled out the win uh now sitting at two and oh um scoot is one and one you beat him 137 to 107 so another another one of the lower scoring matchups um yeah i definitely can attribute that to schedule Thank yeah. you for matching me up. Yeah. Um, how about, I mean, what, you know, what do you think about, about your team this week? How, what do you feel about that win? So I was absolutely carried by Kyler and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. He went off for a second straight week and everybody else on my team pretty much underperformed. I had some good wide receiver play and then everybody else just kind of skated by. Um, look no further than my kicker scoring zero points in a whole <laughs> football game. Thank you. Shout out Jason Sanders. Rough. Yeah. I think um, I always like to look at the recaps on, on Yahoo. They're, they're you know, they're computer generated, um, but they're still interesting. But I, what I do like to see are the percentage of total points. Um, I feel like they give a, a fun little, whatever, uh, about your team Kyler Murray for you 34 percent of your <laughs> total points out of one player with a like we have huge teams how many people yeah. do we play like 13 we have 13 <laughs> players and he's 34 percent of your points yeah so 34 percent of my heart yeah um hey he is, he's ranking number one overall right now um, across all fantasy players. He's looking really good. That Cardinals offense is looking really good. Rondale Moore 
shout out my team again, looking just shifty. So I think, I mean, we talked about it last year with him. He, he broke out last year. He got injured. Things came down to earth a little bit, but this year, if anything, the offense is even better. He has better weapons, a better O-line. I feel like, I mean, and I don't they know if he's... still should have lost to Minnesota. Yeah. And oh yeah. Don't even get me. St- I mean, that that's less fantasy, but looking at Minnesota, like, what is it? I think, I think Kirk threw for like 350 with like a, you know, four touchdowns and is like, Dalvin Cook rushed for over 100 yards, and yeah, like the Neil Hunter got like four sacks, and then they still lost all because of a kicker. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, we, I, we know we know why I won this matchup. It was the amoeba offense all week. <laughs> Scott couldn't game plan for me because he had no idea who I was going to start. Yeah, uh, shout out the amoeba offense currently projecting you with eight. Point four nine points for next week um, Oof, but i have a feeling <laughs> i have a feeling you'll get higher than that yeah i um i think yeah because jason sanders got me nothing yeah yeah i agree with your assessment uh on your team i think that i think that that's i think it's fair um you know you had a couple underperformers um who performed well last week um definitely interested to see what's going to kind of happen with philadelphia i think that's going to impact your team a lot um with devonta smith and miles sanders um the biggest thing though that i'm kind of interested in is that marquise brown sitting on your bench what are you thinking about with him you think you're going to you know him? he is the number four receiver in fantasy so far this season and he has yet to see my starting lineup. So I don't know. We'll have to see what the Amoeba thinks for week three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think when you take a look at Scott's team over here? He obviously started out with the number one pick in our dynasty and got CMC. Yeah. And that's going to be locked, loaded, ready to go week right. in, week out. But what you else know, are you looking at here? So we got, we got CMC doing cmc things 22.2 points you know although i will i mean you would expect him to always do that but then you would also expect alvin kamara to kind of always do that and he he didn't so but cmc doing cmc things um you know chris carson doing chris carson things i feel like 15 points if chris carson was a fantasy week it just is 15 points it's not going to be less it's not going to be more just like, yeah, he got, you know, probably 70 yards and a couple catches and a touchdown. You know, that's just, but, uh, and then T Higgins. I feel like the entire Cincinnati offense has kind of been surprising to me. T Higgins doing well. Um, Jamar Chase doing well. Uh, yeah. I feel like, you know, Burrow's still figuring it out. I think he had three interceptions on three straight passes last week, Ouch. which, Correct me if I'm wrong, um, but that is not how you win a football game. That uh, is – yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, that's not how you win. So uh, – but outside of those three players I just talked about, you have these very – I mean, you know, Mark Andrews, 9.2, kind of the best you can hope, I guess, out of a tight end. 
But outside of that, you have these players that like you do kind of expect more solid outings from. Um, got Robert Woods, nine and a half. I feel like you'd expect a little bit more out of him. AJ Brown, you know, Trevor Lawrence, you, he's a quarterback and he, you know, eight points. Robbie Anderson, and then the entire defensive players just all not really contributing that much yeah it just i feel like they're a lot of these guys are players that you at least expect consistency from and they were all not consistent on the same week um which is not how you win fantasy um you know i do i do have to point out scoots going into the monday night game had a very very slim chance of winning this he just needed a Green Bay running back to go off for 30-something points, and he got it. But then look, and he has the wrong one. Yeah, yeah Scoots, you should try not having the wrong one next time. I not think the wrong one, man. Yeah. It does. I'm interested by the decision to start Lawrence over Cousins. Um. I feel like Denver looked really good last week. And I mean, clearly they've looked good this week. Um, I would have personally started Cousins. Um, I feel like Cousins always, he always starts off pretty dang hot. I feel like every single year, it's like he has these string of like 30 to 35 point games. And then he like, you know, falls off later. But um, I mean, Lawrence last week, he had what, three picks and he still finished with 29 points. So you yeah. kind of feel after week one, like, man, if everything kind of looks wrong and I'm still getting 29 points out of this guy, what if everything goes right? Yeah. But I everything guess. just went even more wrong. <laughs> yeah. Five passing interceptions on the, on the year so far. Rough. But I would, I will say with Scoot, I mean, he's one and one. I think that he still has an, amazing team i mean i look up and down and i'm just like this is a strong team Um, it's just an off week yeah it's just an off week you know i think if you have relative success at the qb position um he's already beating you probably and then you know if he wants to he's got james white and jd mckissick who have both been performing that he could throw into his flex and maybe you know will be a little more spicy than aj Dillon. I don't know. That's solid. Um, And I, you know, especially James White, it looks like, um, I don't know. I think Mac Jones really likes him. So, uh, you know, he's like a solid uh, security blanket. So be interested to see how that kind of works out. But um, week three. Yeah. Scott has Bryce. Ooh. And I have the number two matchup of the week, number three, Steez against number four, Lucas. Dang. Lucas's team. I'd be Hello. scared if I was you because that – I feel like week one and week two. I mean, we'll get into it more when we talk about his matchup, but that is a – that's a freaky-looking team. Um, but, Yeah. I'm just realizing Travis's team name is Travis's tip top team. And it is currently the tip top team. So sure is his uh, utter 
creativity clearly on display here. Um, yeah, our league is full of it. I like it. Yeah, good job, guys. It's it's really good. They a lot of these guys knew that they are fantasy football teams, and so they put team in the name. It's really really smart that they do that so that we know what they are. Um, uh, yeah, but anyway, so let's move on to our next matchup. I believe is going to be Strawberry Herbert versus the Riot Makers. Uh, Strawberry Herbert being Cameron Hulk. The Riot Makers being Bryce. Strawberry Herbert beating the Riot Makers 144.62 to 132.62. Cam Hulk sitting at 1-1 one and one and Bryce now sitting at 0-2. Was this the second closest matchup? Um, at, uh, 12, I think so. 12 apart. 12 it's about as close. Oh, yeah. Second closest because Corbin's is... That was in Corbin Drum were eight points. So yeah, right. Second closest matchup uh, on the week. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say solid outings by both teams. Um, you know, solid distribution of points. Um, I don't know, would you want to talk about? Uh, how about you talk about Cam's performance for this week? Well. What jumps out to me about Cam is those running backs. He ended up starting three of the top 10 running backs from week two, and that's going to win you a lot of weeks. Uh, his He very infamously drafted two tight ends in the first four picks. And now if you look at his tight end position, he got 3.7 points out of it. So okay. I don't know. He went from like tight end university to kind of scrubsville on tight ends, man. I don't know. Yeah. But didn't end up hurting him here. There was yeah. a big trade in our league. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, oh, blockbuster. And the new trade acquisition for Cam Hulk, uh, Darius Slayton on the bench, checked in with 12.9. So, you know, I don't know. It could be a flyer. It could be a spot start here and there if you need it. Yeah. But yeah. I think with Evan Ingram out, I think he's going to be out for the next couple. Um, I think Slayton could show up, you know, as potentially, yeah, decent, decent flex starter. Um, not that he really needs a flex starter, but maybe, you know, that Jacoby Myers slot, something like that, he could throw him into. Um, it's funny you mentioned the tight end thing because the second tight end that he took was Darren Waller, um, who he did not mean to take. And I wanted Darren Waller. So I actually took Amari Cooper to then trade it to him. And if you look this week, uh, George Kittle and Amari Cooper and well, Darren, I mean, Darren Waller didn't do poorly, but nine points, but yeah, kind of, kind of subpar all, all of those. So none of us really, but I, I'm still very happy that I got uh, Darren Waller considering his outrageous uh, target percentage on the Raiders yeah. offense. Also, yeah. Um, I think the only thing with Cam that I kind of see concern is, I mean, I can I guess not really. I mean, I kind of see concern in his bench. Um, I mean, he's got some cheeky 
players he could maybe start, but like, I don't know. There's not a lot of, not a lot of faith in some of those guys, at least for me. Um, right. I think they could all perform for sure, but like, you know, you're just looking too hard at Zach Wilson, aren't you? I yeah. Yeah, I'll, and he's got do that to you. Yeah, I don't know. Oh well, I mean, I've been hearing good things about Michael Carter, so we'll see what happens with him. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so. In a loss, Bryce put up a respectable score. What are you looking mm-hmm. at with Bryce's team? Um, I I mean, I think that you have some standout performances that are really good to see. Um, you got Wilson, you know, 33 points, a classic Wilson game, um, even in a loss, getting you what he needs to get you. Uh, I think that seeing Jamar Chase perform is always good. Uh, I feel like there was a lot of unknown surrounding the Cincinnati offense. Kind of talked about it before, but seeing him perform uh, after the kind of offseason narratives regarding his drops and things like that in practice just has to be nice. Um, I have been on the Cincinnati wide receiver train in previous years. It was not fun. It looks fun now. So always good. And then uh, finally, Gronk. I think that if you can find a tight end. Yeah. If you can find a tight end who's going to get you uh, two receiving touchdowns and has the connection that Gronk has with Brady. And I don't know how much you are watching Tampa Bay Bucks games. Uh, I happen to watch them a lot and Gronk looks exactly like peak Gronk like I don't know how he's suddenly okay and suddenly not hurt I mean I know he took a year off but like he's getting better as he plays and it's really it's terrifying they both are it's so annoying so I think that yeah, I mean, if you'll notice, though, Gronk is not slotted in the tight end spot in this matchup. He's slotted in the flex. Bryce busted out the heavy set. Mm. He had two tight ends out there. Kyle Pitts checked in with a nice game. Yeah. But man, I feel for him with Jarvis Landry. You know, you lose by 12, and Jarvis Landry was slated to get him 12 before he got hurt on their second play. Yeah, and Jarvis Landry is one of those guys that, you normally can rely on, especially in our, you know, a a half PPR league, like 10 points at least is like a standard for him, you know? Um, But, and I'm seeing, I I didn't check this. I'm seeing that he's on IR now. Um, Oh, all right. He's got a knee. He'll be missing the next three games at least. So, you know, keep an eye on that, see what kind of happens. but yeah, I I think just there are some there are some guys on the team that are showing uh, great things out of positions that you kind of want them. Um, but then there's also some guys that I mean, you got Metcalf not performing all that great, um, even though Wilson performed great. And on the opposite side, Lockett like exploded this week. Um, right. So. 
hopefully we're not seeing like a replication of last year where only one of them can kind of do well while the other one doesn't. Um, but I don't know. We'll have to kind of see how that plays out. But um, yeah, the running back position, Barkley and Swift, both guys I wasn't super high on going into this year. Um, Barkley, I know he's talented, but I just, I don't know. I watched that game and their O-line doesn't look good. He looks, I don't know. You can, I guess you don't even know how he looks because he gets hit so easily. He gets hit quickly right. and he can't even get going. The one time that he got going, I think he rushed for like 40 yards and then outside, it was like he rushed for 40 yards on one carry and then the rest of his carries, it was like 12 yards. You know, it's just something silly like that. Um, you know, you, you start him and you see that Thursday night game. You're like, okay, but one of my top picks, he's just going to go out there and get me a solid start to the fantasy week. And he checks in with 7.9. He'll get it going. I think he'll get it going. Yeah. Tough start but, for Bryce. He's our dead last <laughs> number 12 player. But, you know, it's been tough. He had the number four score last week and mm-hmm. had to take an L. Yeah. And now this week he loses by a thin margin and he lost one of his guys in the first quarter. I think things will turn around. Yeah. I mean, like I said, he'd be the eighth. I mean, he is the eighth high scoring team, you know, in our league, which of course isn't, you know, amazing, but not necessarily Owen two worthy. No, um, definitely so, deserves to be at least one and one. Yeah, but I think I think something that I like with with Bryce's team and with you know there's there's a number of other teams that kind of have this, but the consistency out of the three defender positions, I I think if there's one thing that I'm noticing looking over all this, it's that those are surprisingly important, um, and getting just like good solid numbers from those positions is huge and i'm looking over his and i feel like he has he has guys that are just going to get points maybe not 15 points but points like they're never going to be a deficiency and i feel like that's a really nice baseline to just kind of have in your team um that not everyone you know they they just, they're going to get their tackles, you know, maybe a couple sacks. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just, it's a very nice thing to have for the basis of your team going on week to week. So, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Oh, and two right makers take on scoots in week three. That'll be so scoots is one on one, one of the, one of the lower scoring teams. So yeah, may, you know, maybe a chance to write the ship. We'll have to see. Um, but all right, we'll move on to our next matchup. Um, we have Trippin Jones, who's Lucas, going against Hamburger Henry, who is not me. Uh, that's Chad's team. Uh, Lucas yeah, wins. <laughs> Lucas wins one eighty six point two eight to Chad's one sixty four point eight. An absolute heartbreaker. Because Chad scored the second highest points of the week and just yeah, happened to hurts. go against 
the highest scoring player. I just it's really interesting. These two teams were the lowest two scoring teams last week, and they quickly turn around. And now week two, they're the two highest scoring. Really interesting. Um, why why do you think they happen to both be two of the highest scoring teams this week, McNeese? <laughs> Probably because they had the two highest scoring running backs. Yeah, we just happened to have the matchup with two players, one having Derrick Henry, who scored 50.7 points this week in our league. Which, by the way, is only 27% of his total score. So still lower than Kyler (laughs) Murray was for you. Uh, And then Aaron Jones scoring 38.5 points. Going against each other. I mean, if I was Chad, um, I I'd be really I'd be really upset. Um, and I know he is upset because he texted me about it. And he's 0-2 now, which after that just has to, I mean, has to make it even worse. It's like he was so close and he was projected to win and then just didn't. Um, but yeah. Um, do you want to take, uh, like, what are your thoughts on Luke's team? I mean, outside of, of Derrick Henry being an absolute monster. Um, how do you think his team looked this week? Well, up and down the lineup, everybody did pretty solid. You know, you're looking at lower scores from his flex and his tight end position. And, you know, those needs can be addressed. He's got bench players who could potentially come in and, you know, freshen things up a bit. But I'm looking here. You got the number one linebacker of the week, Bobby Wagner, checked in with 21 freaking points. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see a whole lot of scores in the 20s from your defensive players. So automatically you see something like that, and you're going to probably have a pretty good shot at winning your week. You had the number two kicker, which is always like a crapshoot, right? Right. And his new free agent pickup, Quarter L Patterson, went off 21.4 points. I would just like to uh, reiterate that you said kicker position is a crapshoot. That was your words. But it's you a fun crapshoot. Um, okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, Quarter L Patterson. Um, like I said, I did watch that game pretty intently. He looked absolutely fantastic. Uh, he looks fast. He was finding holes. He was getting open. And I don't think that Mike Davis is the starting running back in Atlanta anymore. I mean, Dang. I, I mean, okay. I think he's technically going to be, but I just, I mean, this was in a loss where they didn't even look particularly good. And Cordero Patterson still got 21.4 points. I'm like, dang. I mean, and running back slash wide receiver eligibility is just unbeatable. So, um, yeah. Unless it's um, tight end slash quarterback. Ooh, that that was saucy last year. Um, referencing, Tate. of course, uh, Tyson, wait, Tyson Hill. There it is. Tyson. That's the one. Tyson Williams, the Ravens running back. Um, but yeah, 
I did want to say, I thought, you, you know, and you, you, you know, mentioned it, but two of his top four scorers, kicker and linebacker, just. That's awesome. I, I mean, yeah, it's hard not, to lose. Hard not to, to lose mention going on. a pretty decent running back on his bench. Oh, wait, running. I'm sorry. Quarterback on his oh. bench. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I do totally Daniel get how you're. Jones. Yeah, totally get how you're confused. Um, he you know, is in fact a quarterback. On, when you're fifth in the week in the entire NFL in rushing yards. Yeah, he he's what we call uh, sneaky athletic, I believe, for obvious mm. reasons. Oh um, yeah, first on the field, last off. Yeah, yeah, real kind lunch pail guy. Yeah. Um, it is weird watching him run because I feel like his legs don't move quickly and yet he's in front of everybody. And I don't understand. I think he's moving the earth. It's not him moving. His legs are just moving the earth. And so no one can catch up to him. That's what's happening. So if you're Lucas and you're looking at Daniel Jones and Joe Burrow, who are you riding with? I mean, Joe Joe's playing Pittsburgh next week who did just get shown up by Carr, but I think that Carr is on one this year. And so I don't think that that's really representative of the Raider or of the Pittsburgh defense. And then Daniel Jones is playing Atlanta. I'd go Daniel Jones. I would play Daniel Jones. I think that he's going to keep rushing. I think that with Saquon healthy, that might even make it easier for him to run more. Uh, and so, yeah, he'll have that baseline rushing capability and then he'll just be throwing. Um, I know he's he's missing Pro Bowl tight end Evan Ingram. Right. But I think he'll be okay. Um, he'll be looking to, you know, get Kenny Galladay going more and Sterling Shepard's look good and Darius Slayton's look good. So, um yeah, but yeah, on the other side, like I said, we have Hamburger Henry, Chad, 0-2, second highest score of the week. Uh, you could say that Jalen hurts. <laughs> yeah. To have. Nice. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what can you say about Chad's team? It's not like there's anything bad. I mean, no. he, he had solid performances. You know, CD Lamb is doing great. Mike Evans bouncing back from last week. Aaron Jones with 38.5 points. Um, all all good things to see. Debo Samuel looking like the number one um in San Fran. I don't know what's going on with Brandon Ayuk, but for some reason seems like Garoppolo doesn't like him. Um and the coaches don't like him. And the coaches don't like him. Uh just Debo weird. Samuel is performing. Um yeah, and then, I mean, good, good out of the defense. Um, one thing, I mean, Ronald Jones the second is currently one of his running backs, and I remember when he took Ronald Jones the second, and I made a face on the live or on the stream that we were having, and he texted me separately, and he said, uh, "Hammer made a gross face," and I said, "Yeah, I don't know how I feel." 
about Ronald Jones. And I still don't know how I feel about Ronald Jones. Um, he, I don't know. He just doesn't, he randomly, don't get me wrong. He's an athlete. He's so fast. He's quick. He'll randomly like hit the hole going a hundred miles an hour and he blasts through for five yards and it's the fastest five yards you've ever seen. But he's also just like not good sometimes. And it's the weirdest dichotomy I've ever seen. Um, I think that Fournette's going to keep performing and he'll rent and, and RJ three will just keep having not RJ three, RJ two. Uh, we'll just keep having these weird weeks. Um, but sadly on Chad's bench, we're not really seeing anyone that can fill in. He had Mostert who got hurt is now on IR. Um, so I think he's kind of scrambling. Um, you know, it's amazing because you can look at it like six players on his bench got zeros. <laughs> Or you could look at it as, man, Chad was an amazing coach this week. There was really nobody who he could have possibly slotted into his lineup to get a better score. Good coaching, Chad. <laughs> you know? I, yeah, yeah. That's one Bravo, way to look Chad. at it. Bravo, Chad. Good kudos to you, bud. What a great uh, coach. Just, yeah, such a great coach. I think that Chad is going to look to trade. Not to, I mean, you know, we'll see. Uh, I think he, I think he could package, you know, one of his starters maybe with with another guy. Um, Hunter Henry is kind of interesting. The starting lineup says win now. The bench says eh, maybe later. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to see what happens with that. It'll be very interesting to see. Um, what are we looking at for next week with Chad? Who's he Who's he going against to right the ship? Oh, he's got this. Chad's got a uh, hammer next week. Oh. Easy one and two for Chad. Interesting. That's, that's what we're thinking. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, uh, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm really not. Um, yeah. Uh, and, then, and then Lucas has got me next week. Bring it on, I Luke. I don't want to send Chad down to 0-3, but I really do. I really, really do. Man. Well, let's just hope that all of his players uh, are tired from performing so well. Um. I mean, Aaron Jones, actually, Aaron Jones didn't even do all that much. <laughs> he just scored four times, which is going to get you a ton of points regardless. Um, that was all in the Monday night game. So going into that game, Chad was down 78 with Devonte and Aaron Jones left. And he actually almost closed the gap and came all the way back. Man, that's woof. That's all I can say. Just woof. All right. We had one more matchup. Yeah. Number one scorer, Travis, against Rizak. Yeah. We got uh, Travis winning with a score 155, a very respectable, do your job, you know, tradesman score. 155, solid. Uh, 
beating Zach's 136.06. Rizak now sitting at one and one, Travis sitting at two and oh, and Travis being the number one team in the league. Um, So I'm curious, I mean, him being the number one, um, you're up there, you're the number three. So you're, you're looking up at him, you're, you're chasing him. What are you seeing out of his team? You know, that maybe is a weakness that we can look at. Um, what are his strengths? I mean, what is going on here that he he's he's doing so well? Well, we'll start to the top with Patrick Mahomes. You know, you're going to get a solid game out of him. And he has that Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, just nasty pairing. I know we didn't see a whole lot out of Tyreek Hill in this Sunday night game, but usually he is one of the more high scoring, consistent wide receivers. So I, oh, that's going to be tough to beat. And he pairs that with Keenan Allen, rock solid, and Tyler Lockett, currently the number one receiver in football, fantasy-wise. So that is quite the wide receiver trio right there. Now, running backs, he's really banking on Damian Harris being solid because he didn't draft a running back for a while in our draft. And he's got rookie running back Javante Williams on Denver, who, I mean, he needs him to at least get as many touches as Melvin Gordon in that team if he wants to expect high scores out of Javante. But, I mean, looking at this team up and down, looks pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. I think think the guys that, you know, you expect to perform outside of Hill – performed which is always good hill is interesting i mean he got three receptions which for tyreek hill three receptions could easily be like 150 yards so you just never know um but uh i think it's i think it's very promising to you know have one of your top players um get 4.4 points and you still can get the win i think that he, you know, Hill's not often going to have weeks like that. So the fact that he had that week and you, you still got the win um, is very, very good. Um, just looking down, I, you know, I was looking at his flex. He's got Antonio Brown um, for Tampa Bay, who I think with the Tampa Bay wide receivers, you got that trio that we'll see, you know, which one each week is the one that, uh, Brady's looking at kind of, you know, right. which one is the defense going to, going to let up a little bit on. And this week it was, it was Mike Evans uh, was the one that was targeted. So um, I don't think that we'll see very many down games from Antonio like this bad. Yeah. I expect him to bounce back. Yeah. I think, I think Antonio in the flex is, is a very, it's a very sexy player to have in the flex because yeah, I think, I think he won't have many down He'll, you know, probably get you seven, eight, nine, ten points, but he can randomly get you 30. Um, so, and then um, Callaway, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know about dropping Callaway, um, but I don't want any piece of that Saints offense outside of Kamara. Um, and looking at Travis's bench, I think he's got plenty of people that could, you know, Hop right in there, which is, I mean, AJ Green is looking good. 
I think that Arizona offense, he's just naturally going to get points. Um, I think that Leonard Fournette, honestly, might be the starting running back in Tampa Bay. So maybe, I mean, that's, yeah, I know that's a little scary, but I would, I mean, I would put him in. Um, but yeah, I, I think that just overall, very solid outing. And I mean, the fact that he has Mahomes and then when Mahomes isn't playing, he has Aaron Rodgers to put in. Yeah. So I think this is a team that I can see just being good and especially going the distance farther into the season when there's injuries, when there's bye weeks, when there's weird stuff. This team is going to be a tip-top team. So, yeah. So what about a rad team? Uh, a rad team. This team had some performances, which I think kind of inflated it overall. Um, you had Lamar Jackson with a very good 38.26 points. You had Travis Kelsey doing Travis Kelsey things, 25.4. Um, and then Diggs and Henderson both getting uh, 15 points. But then outside of that, you kind of kind of got some lackluster stuff. Um, big free agent, Eli Mitchell. How big? I believe $81 big. Um, six point three points. Six. Yeah, considering we have $100 total. Uh, 6.3 points out of Eli Mitchell, uh, the big free agent from the last week that everyone uh, was clamoring for. He did get hurt. Um, and I don't know if you saw the game. He had a touchdown taken back. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, that would have that would have definitely made it a bit more of a solid outing. Um, from my understanding and kind of from what I can kind of see, he he will be the starting running back. Uh, he was hurt. He did come back into the game when everyone else. I think it was it was like he got hurt and then Sermon got hurt and then Hasty got hurt. So Mitchell came back in just to like finish the game. Cause they need, I'm just like, ah, San Francisco running backs. Why, why do they always, I don't understand. Like it's not even a joke anymore. They just do. They just get hurt. That's just what happens. Um, it's bad. Yeah. But I mean, as a Seahawks fan, I don't hate it. Yeah. Um, but you know, outside, you know, that is something you were, you're definitely hoping to see more out of him. So hopefully next week, um, maybe the week after, once he's fully back from that shoulder, he'll be okay. Uh, Henderson, from my understanding, not the most serious rib injury. Um, Sony Michelle did look good coming in afterwards, but uh, I think Henderson will be okay next week. Um, but definitely something to like keep an eye on. Um, but nice to see that he's doing well. I mean, you know, they were supposed to have Cam Akers um, and when Akers got hurt, Henderson started going up draft boards. And uh, I mean, I was kind of weirded out by it. Cause I was like, ah, it's Matthew Stafford. He, you know, he does pass to the running back, but like, I, I just didn't see it. Um, so, you know, I'm definitely getting proved wrong. You got a running back on a good offense and he's doing well. So kudos, kudos there. Um, you also but, got Tyson Williams on the bench for a little bit of running back depth if anything yeah. happens. 
Yeah. I think Zach's, Zach's got a pretty good running back squad. He's got a good team here. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think I, I agree. A very good, I, I think that Tyson, I think that's a very, uh, I believe he drafted Tyson Williams too, which great foresight there. Um, I believe yeah, obviously everybody in front of him was going to drop <laughs> obviously. And- um, yeah, I think at the time, I think right before our draft, J.K. Dobbins had gotten hurt. Yeah. And so there was just Gus Edwards. But then I there were like other people that were being talked about in that backfield. So, but yeah, having Tyson on your bench, um, always nice that you know that that guy's there, um, be able to throw him in. Um, and then, yeah, I think, I think for the rest of them, um, I think that you can expect – We'll at least hope that Corey Davis will start doing better. Um, that's more on Zach Wilson, hopefully performing. Um, and not playing New England. And not playing New England. Um, Chenault, you know, you just – you got two guys right there that are both just kind of relying on rookie quarterbacks. So I think it's going to take some time. But if those warm up, you know, those are both talented receivers. So that – that could turn out to be a pretty potent combo of wide receivers with Diggs, Chenault, and Davis. Um, so I think definitely good things ahead. Luckily, you know, he's he's one and one, so not not a, a terrible start, and you know, be able to build from there. So he's got Strawberry Herbert next week, also at one and one. Ooh, I think that'll definitely be that'll be a good matchup. Um, yeah. But yeah, all right. Well, that was all of our matchups. Um, going through them, kind of looking forward, seeing what's happening next week. Um, I'm liking it. You know, this is our first season doing Dynasty after many seasons of of redraft league, and so <laughs> far, I you know I'm enjoying it. I want to start getting some trades going. That's what yeah. I really want. Um, what, that Slayton and Russell Gage wasn't good enough for you? No, that was great. I want more. I want, it, I want it really to get going. If anyone wants to reach out to me on some trades, um, you know, take a look at my bench. Um, see what's going on. Maybe even a starter. I don't know. Um, maybe, crazy maybe, maybe a certain, like, a flex player might be available. Um you know, if, if you're feeling a little cheeky, throw something at me, maybe throw in a draft <laughs> pick or something, who knows? Um, but yeah, definitely happy with it. So yeah, two weeks in the books and I know it's early, but everybody really has good things to look forward to with their teams. I think everybody has a legitimate shot at making a run. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Cool. Well, all right. Um, I think that we've been yammering on long enough now. Um, So I will have us, uh, uh, we'll finish this off here. Um, Maybe we'll do uh, another, another podcast this week, or if not, hopefully come back and we'll review week three for everybody. Um, But yeah, this was fun. First podcast in the books for week two. I like it. Like it. Sweet. All right. Well, good luck with everybody's uh, matchups for week three. And um, 
yeah may the odds be ever in your favor